0: Who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today we're going to bring in one of the best Homeland Security and immigration experts in the country. John Zadrozny, we've had him on before, current director of the AFBI's Center for Homeland Security and Immigration, an advisor to President Trump, to Ted Cruz, to Daryl Issa in Congress, worked for President Bush before that, and before that was a prosecutor in Manhattan, a truly remarkable expert. And we're gonna talk about everything from $450,000 payments to illegals. What, why are we doing that as taxpayers? Two, uh, the surge, and now the second wave of the surge, which is those who are coming in the country and committing crimes after the Biden administration resettles them. Those numbers are out. We're going to give you those. divism is what we're going to call it. Big among some of the immigrations, one fourth, more than one fourth. You ready for this? More than one fourth of the illegal immigrants in the country in the last year since Joe Biden's taken over. They are repeat criminal offenders. That's pretty amazing, right? All right, we're going to get to that in a second. First, I want to give you a little flyover because Justin News has had some extraordinary, extraordinary stories today. Uh, Let's start with one on the COVID front because my good friend Greg Piper broke this. I think it's really important. Moderna, they are testing their vaccine on infants and toddlers. Okay, well, all right. We knew about school age children, 5 to 12. We about teenagers, adults, right? We know about booster shots, but infants and toddlers. And why is that interesting? Well, the CDC says that the threat to infants of getting COVID or being harmed by COVID is negligible. So why are they the focus of a vaccine? I don't know, but Greg, Piper sure does. He wrote a great story for us today. Go check it out. A very, very important story. Hey, remember we gave you the story. We broke the story that the Navy was threatening to expel Navy SEALs if they didn't get the COVID shot. Well, guess what? A group of them yesterday, they sued the Biden administration saying that their constitutional rights were being violated. That is a direct result of the reporting we did here. Really important stuff. We're so glad you were able to keep an eye on that. And then I want to point out one other story because math matters, right? It matters when we're talking about what the infrastructure bill, what the social spending bill or the reconciliation bill, we call it the social welfare bill. What is it going to mean to you? What is it going to mean? That is really a very important thing. And Nick Ballasy worked with several tax experts, including the Tax Foundation, Americans for Tax Reform and others. And guess what he found out? If the reconciliation bill, the social spending bill, the 1.75 trillion that used to be 3.5 trillion—who knows if any of those are the real cost? Right? Guess what it does. It would take the top average personal income rate in America up to 57.4 percent. You heard that right. More than half of the earnings in the top bracket would go to taxes, and that would be the highest rate. And what we call the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, or what we call industrialized world, the first world. That is extraordinary. More than communist countries. That is how impactful this all becomes. And that's why you need to be looking at these things. They sound like gobbledygook terms from Washington, right? Reconciliation bill, social spending bill, infrastructure bill. It is going to come back to your wallet, just like we told you inflation would, just like we told you supply shortages were. And on that note, you saw what happened today, right? Inflation reached an annualized rate of 6.2% in October, the highest since 1990. We are in stagflation, people. And you know what? It ain't slowing down. It's picking up the Biden claims that this was going to be fleeting our not true. They're about as true as the steel dossier was. I'll tell you that. 6.2 annualized inflation rate, outstripping any gains that the American worker are making in wages and COLA payments. If you're a retiree on Social Security, your wallet just got shrunk and it's going to keep getting shrunk. As we told you with Philip Patrick and all the great experts we've had, the guy from Birch Gold, all the. We are in a continued inflation pattern. If you throw the 1.2 trillion from the infrastructure and the 1.75 from social stimulus, you may be looking at something much, much larger. Your wallet is falling behind because of the policies being enacted in Washington. That, we told you was going to happen. It has happened. It's happened because we did the reporting and had the facts to get you live there now. Hey, one last thing. We want to keep you up to date on election integrity. A watchdog group in Georgia has found that 74 Georgia counties have reported to it that 2020 ballot images were destroyed despite a legal obligation, the Voting Rights Act, a federal law that all records associated with federal elections be preserved for 22 months. This is a big red flag. It's why We bring it to you. Very important stuff. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to the border. Yes, we are. John Zadrozny, our good friend, a true Homeland Security and Immigration expert on all things illegal alien, illegal immigration, why it's mattering and where the next wave of impact to you, the American taxpayer, is going to be. Think about it. It's going to be in a crime wave in your community. It's coming to your community now. We know it to be true. All right, we'll take that commercial break. We'll be back in a few minutes right after this commercial break. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way Nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit a field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down. And my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's field of greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And a good friend of the show is rejoining us. John Zadrozny, one of the real experts on Homeland Security and Immigration, currently the director of the America First Policy Institute Center for Homeland Security and Immigration. Before that played many important roles inside the Trump administration, probably most important deputy assistant to the president in the office of, I guess it was Homeland Security and Immigration if I remember right, and a senior policy advisor as well. John, welcome back to the
1: show. Hey, John, thanks for having me on. It's great to be back.
0: You know, every time we talk to you like a few weeks later, it actually what you were predicting or the data comes out just verifies what you've been saying. And I want to start off and just get your your first reaction, because since the last time we talked, Joe Biden and the Biden administration, and the Biden Justice Department have floated this idea that migrants who illegally came into the country but got separated at the border, they're somehow going to get this windfall. Four hundred fifty thousand dollar payments each is the number that ACLU claims is on the table from the Biden administration. Your thought about what messes any payment to those illegal migrants might send to the larger community that might want to be tempted to come here and, and migrate illegally
1: yeah john, if, if you ever wanted any more proof that the Biden administration is an America last administration, this is it. They're basically rewarding illegal immigration and um they're they're doing it in such a way a way that it, I, to me it just seems very insulting to almost every American i mean that four hundred fifty thousand dollars that 's a lot of money. Um, And Lord knows the federal government would fight tooth and nail to prevent any U.S. citizen from recovering comparable damages in any suit against the federal government. Um, We know that the Department of Justice would work overtime to prevent that, but here they're actually talking to the ACLU to make it happen. It's also very insulting in the sense that it's more money than most victims' uh, families of uh, the 9-11 attacks have received. It's more money than any Gold Star families have received tomorrow's Veterans Day. So I I think a lot of people are paying attention to the egregiousness of that. And it's a reminder, too, that this administration is really just focused on doing everything it can to make people come here. Like, I couldn't think – I thought everything, John, that had happened to date was enough of a neon sign saying, come on in. But, like, when you basically cough up a six-figure settlement uh, amount for people who broke the law, you're sending a signal that uh, other people around the world – Western Hemisphere, anywhere else, come on in. Maybe you'll get screwed by the federal government too. Maybe we'll cough up a settlement for you for something we've done wrong to you. I can't think of anything that would, you know, increase the magnet pull more than that. And what's also really frustrating too is this is for those who remember, this is a game that was re- that was played during the Obama administration. They were yeah. engaging in an egregious policy called the sue and settle policy. That's where right. They basically get their communist buddies in these nonprofit organizations to file a lawsuit. Um, then they'd file a lawsuit, and then the, the Eric Holder DOJ would say, you got us, and then they would settle. And that would basically either lead to a large payout to a group, or they would require federal agencies to spend, like, give millions of dollars to the litigant. So basically, the federal government's funding their, their activities, or they'd pull down a rig or a law or something. And so basically, this is a repeat of that policy. And it's I don't know if it's technically illegal, but it's definitely unseemly, and it just shows how close they are to these groups on the outside.
0: Yeah, and listen, there was a poll that came out just yesterday uh, 67% of Americans said they oppose making payments to these illegal migrants, and 55% said we want the border closed right now. I mean, not don't wait a couple of weeks. Don't build another. Close the border right now. That was the highest numbers we've ever seen in that sort of polling. It was a convention of states action poll uh, uh, done by Trafalgar, which has a very good, accurate record in predicting uh, American sentiments. So. Uh, joe biden's not only as you said putting america last the american people see themselves being put at last because they they don't want these things they don't want their taxpayer money going this way it's it's really remarkable do uh, the republicans do states do anyone ha- uh, is there any way to go to court any way to stop this from happening or do, can the justice department basically pull this off with impunity
1: i mean unfortunately john i think the answer is the latter you know the executive branch is, is in charge of the ability to handle these types of lawsuits and if they want to engage in a settlement agreement the only real cost is political yeah. and uh, i think that the unfortunate part is we're you know if you've got a lot of republicans who are running for congress next year and theoretically there's an assumption that we're going to do well enough to control the house of representatives if they really want to stop this they can basically shrink the budget of the department of justice which i think is long overdue i mean i don't want to slide into other subjects but you know if we've learned anything over the last 5 years we've learned that the federal government is too large and too dangerous. and has too much money. And if you want to rein in the lawlessness of the Department of Justice and other parts of the federal government, you got to cut their budgets. So I think a 10% reduction or at least a 10% reduction of the Department of Justice when the Republicans run the House would send the signal of, we're not going to let you dish out this money to illegal aliens or other nefarious actors anymore. We're just not going to let it happen. Yeah, that's really the key. And
0: well, the question is, will The Biden administration listened to the American public. Thus far, they haven't, and that's why Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are on the down, down, down when it comes to approval. Americans know when they're not being listened to, and uh, uh, just like you predicted, the American people are not happy with what is going on here. There was a a really important story on our site the other day, and it, it took a look at You know, the longer we live with this large population, it's going to be two million illegals in the country by the end of the year. uh, The more people start to feel the cost of it. You know, the first cost is health and and, uh, social services and things like that. But one of the things we're seeing now is a growth in crime. And there was a study the other day, new numbers just came out from CPB, says that more than a quarter of the illegals let in since January into the United States are repeat offenders, people who committed crimes previously here, either by illegally crossing or by committing a crime on USO, drunk driving assault, something like that. One fourth of all of those led into the country have a criminal past that we know about because the crimes occurred here. What's your thought and how does the American people react to
1: that? Well, that tells me a few things. One of which is there's this myth on the open borders, globalist perspective on the left that says, oh, these people just wanna make a better life and they're, they're not uh, intending any harm. I've always been skeptical of that argument. Anyone whose first official point of contact with the United States is breaking its laws of entry is probably not inclined to follow other laws, you know, whether that's from jaywalking all the way up to homicide. This is really serious, though. And this tells me another thing, too, which is that there are laws on the books that require, require the federal government to collect DNA samples and other biometrics from aliens crossing the border. And if there's any indication of criminal conduct in their past... Right. They're supposed to go they're supposed to not only are they not supposed to be allowed in and wander around they're supposed to be arrested and extradited to the jurisdiction for the crime to be uh, if you know for example there's an outstanding cold case when the dna test gets a hit they're supposed to be sent to that system to be prosecuted and thrown in prison that tells me they're not doing that. I'm surprised you actually were able to get those numbers, because that basically reveals that they're not following federal law. There's yep. one in particular law called the DNA Fingerprint Act of That's 2005, right. so that someone should be hopefully asking questions about that. But that means they're just letting them out. You and I both know what this is about, John. This is about a critical mass for a future amnesty. Yep. They don't have uh, demographics on their side for a bunch of different reasons. And so they're hoping they can get 30, 40, 50 million illegals in the border before they can pass their amnesty. And that'll make up for whatever voter shortfalls they've created through abortion and other things over the last 50 years.
0: Yeah, it's such an important thing to understand. This is a long playbook. They have a plan. This isn't chaos, right? This is intended to create a permanent solution for Democrats, because the, the demographic of the company increasing, your, as we saw in just this last election, turning against the Democratic uh, majorities in these countries, in, in the states and in this country. There was, we had on our show last week, and I did, a congressman who I thought really brought a lot to the table, Ralph Norman, Republican from South Carolina, a guy that does a lot of policy, does a lot of introduction of legislation. He likes to codify what he believes in. Them. So he introduced a bill last week that said every new illegal that's transported into the interior of the country has to go to one of 12 cities. Martha's Vineyard, the trendy suburbs of New York like Greenwich, uh, Silicon Valley, basically picked the 12 most liberal, wealthy neighborhoods in America said, all right, you want to bring them in? Put them in your neighborhoods. And that interview and, and his, his bill, which Ted Cruz has also joined, starting to get a lot of attention. Do How is it that we're a year into this and we don't have any knowledge, any data, any numbers, any demographics about how many uh, people and where they have been taken. We, you know, Mayorka said in some testimony recently, 60% of those that have been apprehended at the border were allowed into the interior of the country. That's a big number. Um, uh, But we don't know where they are. Is there any way that journalists, members of Congress can sue and find out where the government is transporting uh, these illegal aliens?
1: Well, actually, that's a great question, John. And the, the short answer is there are several things that could be done. One thing we've we noticed is that the the Obama – I'm sorry. The, it's hard to tell the difference. The Biden administration <laughs> –
0: Obama, too, uh, is what we call it I mean, now, yes. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, this this administration, which has a lot of the same people from the previous administration, they've done yeoman's work of – Distributing a lot of these people quickly in such a way that they are not visibly present, getting them yeah. into red states. Like I, we, we, I was in Del Rio in June. We met with one of the nonprofit organizations that was fully federally subsidized, of right. course, and distributing people with bus tickets and plane tickets and so on across the country. Before she realized who we were, she, the woman running the organization was proud to explain, "Oh, there we're sending people everywhere." to Mississippi and Louisiana. And yeah. she, after she realized who we were, she got a little closed mouth on the destinations of some of these people. The solution is not federal right now, unfortunately. You're not going to get an answer out of these people. They're all a bunch of liars. Congress really can't do anything until it has control of the purse strings. Yeah. But what you could do, like local prosecutors, local governance, even members of Congress with oversight letters start going after some of these private organizations. These organizations are the soft underbelly here of this huge problem because they are getting quite a bit of federal funding, to be complicit basically in this non-transparent distribution of potentially dangerous foreign nationals across the country. And if you want to focus your attention on those organizations, they're not they don't have, you know, the endless federal dollars and 500 attorneys to protect them. You might be able to get some information out of it this way, and I strongly encourage people at the state, local level and even members of Congress to start digging there.
0: Yeah, such a great idea. Hey, John, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back more on the border just with our great expert, John Zadrozny, right after this commercial break.
2: Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free?
0: All right, folks, welcome back. More with our guest, John Cedrozny. Now, if the people that were moving these illegals, these NGOs sponsored by the U.S. government, the Homeland Security Department, people moving, if they were a cartel or they were a a mafiosa organization, wouldn't this be a uh, illegal human trafficking operation that would be prosecuted by the feds?
1: Were it not the feds themselves? It absolutely would. In fact, one thing that I think gets overlooked here is that this is essentially Essentially, a hemisphere wide human trafficking operation and human smuggling operation with a lot of different players, including the people who are paying for these shipments of these people. This is one thing I think people forget. It's not everyone, the cartels are bad and the transnational criminal organizations are bad. No one's saying they're not. But I think what's getting lost here is if someone in Guatemala pays a cartel a thousand dollars to send someone to the united states they're a co-conspirator in a human trafficking operation yep. uh, so is any nonprofit profit on this side of the border on the u.s side of the border that facilitates the movement of any of these individuals they are basically completing probably at taxpayer expense the human trafficking journey. And I, John, we worked in the last year of the Trump administration, we worked very closely with political officials uh, in different parts of the administration. And the Department of Health and Human Services and its Office of Refugee Resettlement is one of the most corrupt places in the federal government. They were basically so willfully blind about this process. They were helping MS-13 members get distributed throughout the country. They didn't want to know who was coming into these facilities. I mean we had situations where there were MS13 members who were claiming to be a you know an innocent 16-year-old at the border and uh, DHS didn't want them so they handed them over to ORR ORR would ignore any proof of gang activity you know these people were basically there, uh, and they were recruiting people inside these facilities, they were getting three hots and a cot. Then they got released. Five years later, they're indicted by DOJ for yep. an MS-13-based murder. Turns out if we had actually taken the threat they made inside one of these facilities seriously five years earlier, somebody wouldn't have died. Wow. And the federal government is responsible for that. Like I, it's very hard to sue the federal government because of yep. some federal laws, but right. I think you, you'd have a, anyone who's willing to try would have a really strong case for gross negligence against some of these career officials who should probably go to prison.
0: Great, great, great. It is an amazing thing when you when you add it all together, because you really have the US government doing something that if anyone else did it, they'd be put behind bars instantly. And the question is, can someone stop it? So as you look at this, if they take back the House, if Republicans take back the House in 2022, in 2023, they can cut off the money for this, right? That would be the one fast way they could um, uh, stop uh, resettlement. Is that correct?
1: That is correct, John. And this is actually one frustrating point that I think a lot of people who are watching what's going on in Washington and have for for decades would get frustrated about. Because Congress's only real oversight, arguably, its only real job, is to fund or not fund. Um, and part of the problem we have is that we, we've we've created these inspectors general yeah. spots, and we've we write letters, and we have these great exciting hearings in Congress when we have the chamber, yeah. but that never results in the reduction of an agency's budget. They just keep rolling in their corrupt form with all the taxpayer dollars they get, and then they just keep getting more money. Someone needs to step up and say, look, the Department of Justice is broken. They need 20% less federal funding. Yep. Someone's just got to stop funding them. Someone's got to start sending some of these corrupt, dangerous officials who just ignore the law to federal prison. You know, And I, I think it's – while we're on the subject uh, – I would like to point out that last week, uh, 13 Republicans, in conjunction with uh, uh, erstwhile Speaker Kevin McCarthy, uh, supported the Democrats' disastrous infrastructure bill, which had some amnesty provisions in it. And I think like this is a great example. Like We can talk all day long about talking points and how to solve the problem, but you've got a Republican who wants to be the next Speaker of the House. And the ranking Republican member of the House Homeland Security Committee supporting amnesty and Democrat immigration priorities. Like, you wonder why we can't cut the budget of these broken agencies, because some of these people like McCarthy and Catco are complicit in this. Yeah,
0: that is really the issue. And President Trump took it to them uh, on Monday night at the NRCC uh, gathering and called them out with some of those who voted sitting in the crowd. He said... You just handed the Democrats a victory and a, and a loss to the American people, and uh, the president made it clear that he was not happy. You know, I think most of his base believes that that was a betrayal by those 13 members, and you're, you're beginning to see that come into, into closer clarity. Uh, John, last question. What should we be watching for? What are the bellwethers? Normally, this time of year, we, we start to see growth in, in immigration. What are things we should be looking for that are warning signs that the border is even getting worse than we've already seen?
1: Well, that's uh, an important question. I think part of the problem is that some of that's unknown, like there are some unknown unknowns here. though. I think the one thing that you, should, you, you and your listeners should keep an eye on is this is usually the time of year when it's too cold to effectively have a lot of people moving right. um, north. And so I'm curious to see, does the traffic stop like it normally does? does it bottom out um does it is it higher than usual but it's still a fair amount of people um do other elements that don't care about cold but like the fact that they can sneak across the border take advantage of the window Um, And this is not related to the border crossing numbers, but um, I'm really curious to see what happens. We're creeping up on January. A lot of new states are going to have their legislative sessions, and I I think um, it's one thing I I tend to tell people, like, if you're waiting for help from Washington, you're you're going to be waiting a long time, and states and localities are going to have to start shaping their own destiny. The good news is I think you're going to see a lot of states doing so starting in January, fighting to pass laws that protect their internal security, strengthening law enforcement, Ending poll factors there's quite a bit that states can do, and I think we've fallen for this mantra that this is off, this is a federal issue. Immigration is a federal issue. well, you know, issuing citizenship is federal, you know giving visas is federal, right. but providing safety for your citizens is state and local, right. um, you know ending welfare and driver's licenses for illegal aliens is state right. and local. So I'm hoping, it's more hope and knowledge about something that's happening, John, but I really do hope that states and localities step up and understand that state sovereignty is important and we need a state sovereignty renaissance over the next three years.
0: That's what we have, federalism in action, right? And we're going to see, yes, sir. and we've seen Texas and and um, Florida begin that process, but uh, it is remarkable and a great thing to watch in action. I think you're right, John. I think it's going to become the states that that take the upper hand on this and going to have to watch and see how history plays out. We always love talking to you. You do such amazing work. How's it best to follow your work at the Center for Homeland Security and Immigration? What's the best way to stay in touch with all the good things you're doing?
1: Well, thanks for asking, John. So I'm the director of the Center for Homeland Security and Immigration at the America First Policy Institute. Our website is AmericaFirstPolicy.com. That's AmericaFirstPolicy.com. And I'm just the director of one center, but we've got centers that cover everything from election integrity to healthcare to economics to American values. And, and come on and check us out. And, you know, if you're a legislator or you're just a citizen you want more information and you want us to help, We're there to provide information and we exist to show the contrast between what works and what doesn't. And the Biden administration is making our job pretty easy. So come on over and check us out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a great resource. We use it here all the time as reporters because there are so many great experts like yourself that we can turn to. And we're always grateful for your time, John. Thanks so much for all the wisdom you shared today.
1: Thank you, John. Great to be with you.
0: Yeah, we'll have you back soon. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. All right, folks, welcome back. It has been a great honor to have the show today. Big thanks to John Zadrosny for making everything at the immigration battlefront understandable to you and I. Grateful to him for all the facts he put on our plate today. That's what we try to give you here, facts, so you can make up your own mind. We're not trying to indoctrinate you. We're only going to give you information. We know you're smart enough to make up your own mind. Hey, one thing I want to tell you. Tomorrow morning, we're going to have a special podcast edition. Yes, tomorrow's Veterans Day It's a holiday I take seriously. We've got an all-star cast of guests coming on, veterans who are heroes, veterans who've made a difference, an amazing story about how Annie's Kit Clubs, one of our partners, helped a wounded warrior, a severely wounded warrior, to not only overcome the grief and the angst and the physical and emotional pain of his injuries from an IED, he also became a master quilter, and he's now giving those gifts back to veterans in need Tomorrow's theme is veterans who keep giving to the American public, even after their service. And these kit clubs, I want you to go there today. They got a special. Go get one of their kits. Go make something and donate it to a veteran in your life. And go to omahasteaks.com and go buy one of those steak packages and donate it to a loved one who's a veteran someone you work with a colleague a friend we want you to say thank you and when you do that and you buy from Annie's Kit Clubs when you buy from Omaha Steaks you're now going to help a veteran in need you're going to get an amazing discount 50% off the steak 75% off the first kit you buy you're also going to do something good for yourself and another person you're going to feel good because you're going to be giving a gift to a veteran who served us and protected us who fought so that we could be free we sleep at night easy because they did their job many times being wounded in iraq and afghanistan all the way back to world war ii vietnam korea uh, you know all the wars we've been through gulf one gulf two but because of them we sleep easy at night because of them. We are still the freest country in the world, despite some of the zaniness that leftist activists are trying to impose on America. But the reason I say this is you have to say thank you. And here's two easy ways. If you do it, you're going to feel good. Some veteran's going to get a great steak dinner. Some veteran's going to get a great quilt or a wood carving or something meaningful from the crafting project. And you're going to say thanks. You're going to put a smile and let that person know we still have great gratitude for their sacrifice to their country and because you're supporting two of our partners omaha Steaks and annie's kit clubs you're going to support our news our mission here to give you news that you can trust at justthenews.com help out our partner help out a veteran and here's what you do in both cases when you go to omahastakes.com or annieskitclub.com Use the code JUSTNEWS, all one word, in the search box at the checkout box. And guess what? You're going to get huge savings, 50 to 75% off the normal price, huge discount so you can do something for a veteran. I want to try to get a 1,000 veterans to get free stakes by tomorrow and a 1,000 veterans to get a gift, a craft, a subscription. Whatever you want to donate, let's make a difference in the lives of of our great veterans. You can do both of them by just using the word just news, all one word at omahasteaks.com and annieskitclub.com. Go do it for me. Go do it for yourself. Go do it for those veterans. And you know what? When you do it, you'll also be supporting Just the News. Just one added benefit. You're going to get a crazy discount. Hey, I think 10% is great. 50 and 75% that is like a blue light special you never get. All right, folks. God bless you. Good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Special day tomorrow, our Veterans Day special. Let's honor veterans, get together, have that conversation tomorrow. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country in the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. Thank you. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out.